say hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Man, y'all feel his presence up in this place tonight, man. Man, worship is so crucial. So crucial, man. Worship is nothing more than this. I, I tell our students this, and I tell myself to remind myself, but worship, the reason why it's crucial is because when you bring in an atmosphere, you bring in an expectation, and you begin to lift up an atmosphere before the Lord. With each song, with each note played, with each note sang, with each word sang, you realize you're establishing the, the throne of Jesus. <laughs> he wants to, this is his house. But I tell you, when you begin to lift up praises, man, and you begin to soak in that, man, you actually build up the throne for Jesus to be seated. And if a throne is established, a king can have presidents, amen? A king can be seated. Just one last time, we lift your hands down and say, thank you, Jesus, for your atmosphere, for your presence in this place tonight, Father. We love you. There's no one like you, Father. Lord, right now, I just pray, Lord, that my flesh is completely and utterly destroyed and crucified right now. Lord, that the word I have from heaven, Lord, would not be tainted, Lord, by my thoughts or my will or what I think, my feelings about something. Father, it doesn't matter because I submit myself completely to you. Father, tonight, let my words be forgotten, but let the words of Jesus be forever burned in every memory and heart and mind tonight, Jesus. You only be exalted, Lord. This glory is yours. You're the reason why we showed up, Father. You're the drive, Lord. You're the focus tonight. You are king of all, and you have power and dominion. If you believe that tonight, give a shout of praise to the Lord one last time before you're seated. I don't get to do this too often, but um, I want to brag on Pastor Jamie, man. Uh, I just appreciate his heart. Thank you, baby. And uh, I appreciate his sensitivity. I'm just glad that we don't have a a talented musician up here, uh, but I'm glad we got a worshiper, and there's a huge difference. Uh, You can have all the gifts and talents in the world, but if you don't have the anointing flowing off of it, you're just background noise. And uh, I'm so thankful for Pastor Jamie and Sister Stacy that... Uh, worship is just not what they get paid to do, but it's who they are. And uh, I appreciate him, man. He has taken it to another level. So one last time, get it for your praise and worship team. Amen. We, um, uh, I want to make note and just thank Pastor Brian for uh, trusting me to to feed you guys tonight. And uh, speaking of eating, I'm still eating off uh, Brother Richard. Uh, last Sunday, man, that was crazy. His notes just went crazy, but man, he just started preaching from his heart, and I'm telling you, I'm still eating off of it, and uh, that was awesome, so I'm just not giving you lip service, man. That was great, Um, but I want to thank Pastor Brian for trusting me. I don't take this lightly. Uh, I'm blessed. How many of you, we have an awesome pastor that, man, I've sat underneath his preaching and his teaching, and um, it's, it's challenged me, 
It's challenged. It's stretched me, and it's pushed me to dig deeper. And uh, how many of y'all don't want baby formula anymore, but you want some meat of the Holy Ghost? Amen. You want the wine of the Holy Ghost tonight. Uh, hopefully that's what we're going to get. Uh, like I said, I, I don't have a sermon. If you want a sermon, you can just get on out here and go to Dairy Queen because you ain't going to get one. But I do have a word for you. So if you want a word, somebody shout hallelujah. Um, we've been in this series called Relate uh, on Wednesday nights. And I don't know why God decided for me to start speaking on relationships. And don't be worried because we're not going to talk about uh, marriage. We're not going to talk about match.com, whatever. Uh, but how many know that relationships are a vital part of your life and uh, you just can't let any voice speak into your life? You got to have prerequisites for somebody to be your friend. I'm not saying you got to be stuck up. You got to separate yourself from the world and not be untouched. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is God will give you wisdom to discern what's a good voice and what's a bad voice. And too many times, we don't really talk about this. We, we, we want to get crazy. We want to feel the Holy Ghost. Ah, you know, I'm for that. I'm for an old Shonda Moon. I get it. Uh, but I'm telling you something. The Holy Spirit is speaking to me about character assessment. And the church needs to do a really good job in these last days about assessing character. Christ had excellent character. And so we've been talking about this. It's called Relate. And um, it went... I had some notes, so we're, we're going to skip around maybe a little bit tonight, but um, I spoke at it briefly at Pastor's Appreciation, but there, there's two ways uh, info flows, and info flows usually one or two ways. One, it's, it's through wisdom, and uh, that's through knowledge of a situation. So uh, I said, you know, mentorship, you have mentors in your life, and basically all that is you're just taking a tour of somebody's life, and they are giving you advice to warn you of some landmines. I mean, y'all think before those mentors in your life that said, don't do this, don't do this, take wisdom, because it either comes through knowledge or the other way is the hard way, and it's usually the painful way, and that's experience. We can look back and say, well, I'll never do that again, right? So there's two ways info can flow, but um, I'm tired of pain. (laughs) I'm tired of drama. I'm tired of crazy people that don't need to be in my life that's trying to influence me. I need to block them out because the only voice I want to hear is Jesus and his Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, So if we're going to hear him, we need to block everybody else. He needs to be the only voice. Somebody say hallelujah. So managing these relationships and it's going to save you from some pain and getting the right people in the right type of relationship in the right category, right, and then putting the correct expectations on that relationship is the way we need to be doing things. But we don't do a good job of that sometimes, right? When you place certain expectations on the wrong kind of relationship, you're going to get hurt. Somebody say, yeah. Um, Another uh, example, you know, relationship is you can't hurt me unless you love me. And what what I mean by that is when I when I told my wife, I love you, I basically just said in in this marriage, I just said, I give you permission. You have the opportunity and the potential to hurt me. So the closer the relationship, the deeper the cut, the deeper the wound, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Say yes. So the deeper the wounds they can leave, that's why you don't let everybody in all at once. Right? So if I would go around this room and I'd say, if you're looking for a confidant, if you're looking for somebody to mentor you, a voice in your life that's going to edify your walk with Jesus, uh, when you're looking for a friend, I could go around this room. When I said that, a lot of people say, when I'm, what are you looking for in a friend? They're going to say, well, I want somebody that's really fun. I want somebody that's fun, that's happy-go-lucky, Pastor Matt, makes me laugh. <laughs> 
I want somebody that, uh, that, that's just goal-oriented, that's very ambitious, and none of that has to do with character. Absolutely none of it has to do with character, right? The, the Bible also tells us, you know, that we're talking about, uh, even uh, when we're talking about love, it has nothing to do with feelings. Nothing to do with feelings. And so really the Bible is a perfect book to look at of how to navigate through your life, how to manage some relationships. Amen? I mean, y'all got some painful people in your life. There's just... When I said painful people, listen, don't get holy on me because you're glowing in the dark right now. I said painful people up in your, you know what I'm talking about. I said painful person. You went, ding, somebody's face popped up. Don't get holy on me now. You got some painful people in your, some people are just painful. They're painful to be around. They just drain. Look, look at somebody, do this real quick. Look at your neighbor, sit beside somebody and look at them, just smile. It's contagious, right? Who don't want to be around that person? All right, now look at him and do this. You're still laughing. It didn't really go to the cord and plant. Painful people, right? None of it has to do with character. And we want all this stuff. We want personality over character. And I'm telling you, God ain't going to have it, right? We're going to skip around a little bit. It says this. And I believe why God taught, told me to speak on this is because we had some graduates. We had graduation Sunday. It was a good time. And there's some milestones that are getting ready to happen in these students' lives uh, that they're going to have to make some decisions. There's going to be some relationships that um, that maybe you've, you've kind of lost touch. And I believe God is maybe going to call them that you're going to have to rekindle that a little bit. There's going to be some relationships and there's going to be some people that God's going to bring into your life that you have not yet met, but it's going to edify your walk. And there's some relationships and there's some people in your life you just need to get rid of them because they're toxic and they're killing you. And they're eating you up like a cancer and you keep letting them hang around your life and it's not doing you any favors. So we've been talking about this. I'm not going to go over everything, but if you if you got your Bible tonight, I want you to do this. Go to Matthew chapter 7, verse 16. Matthew chapter 7, verse 16, and it says, You will know them by their, th- by their fruits. It says, Do men gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? I said this Sunday briefly. I'm going to say it again. If I want a grape, if I want a grape, do I go to a thorn bush to get it? If I want some oranges, do I go to an apple tree? Listen to me. I know I'm young, but I'm speaking way, way above my years here, okay? I'm lucky because I had people speaking in my life. I got some wisdom. Listen, it's amazing what you want, but where you go to get it. It's amazing what you want, but where you go to get it, ladies. Can I be real tonight? It's about somebody say it's going to get real. It's amazing where we go to get it. Everybody say, keep reading. So, 17 says, even so, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a bad tree bear good fruit. Woo, I'm getting cross-eyed. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Therefore, by the fruits, you will know them. Let me tell you something. It, you, nobody can fool you with character consistently. 
They can fool you every time with personality, every time because sometimes you don't know what's going to come up in your face, what person you're talking to because they're schizo, they're psycho. Everybody knows that person, right? They're, one day they're up, one day they're down. You don't know what you want to get every time. But character, you, you cannot get fooled about. Because if it ain't there, they can't act like it's there for long. Because if they're a liar, guess what? It's going to come out. If they gossip, guess what? It's going to come out. But listen, if they have the fruits of the Spirit, if it's long-suffering, there's kindness on their life, guess what? It's just going to ooze out of them. It's just going to ooze out. And the Holy Spirit, I believe, will draw you to these people if you allow him. If you clear the crud out of your ears that people are screaming, this world will scream at you. This world is screaming at my generation. They're screaming at this culture trying to say, it's this, what's up is down, what's black is white, what is wrong is right. Everything is twisted and it is screaming at us and we are so confused. And the whole time the Holy Spirit is just going, listen, 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 listen to me. It's a small voice character will show up so let's do this real quick man go go to um go to galatians chapter 5 verse 22 what amazes me is this is anybody got a facebook up in here everybody got a facebook <laughs> yeah you, you lying you know where liars go washington <clears throat> Everybody's got a Facebook in. The Holy Spirit just hit me upside the head with this. Is I have people I went to high school with, and it amazes me how they have no prerequisites or requirements for people to speak in their life. They will ask anybody and everybody. They got like a thousand friends on Facebook, and they'll get on there and decide to put up a poll. What should I do about my husband? What should I do about my boyfriend? What should I do about my girlfriend? What should I do about my financial? And they just let it out in the open. And it baffles me. Did, did I miss something, Jamie? Because, listen, I'm friend, I got multiple friends on Facebook. There's some people I went to high school with. I was cool with everybody. I was a good kid. Yay, good me. Right? So, listen, I, I, I wasn't in a clique. I loved on everybody. But, listen, there's some people that I just didn't like. Yeah, bro, let's go do this this weekend. This is how it is. You can't be close with everybody. But I'm friends with them on Facebook. So here's the deal. If I'm having marriage trouble, which I'm not, or we're not, we're good. All right. So we, I'm not going to go to Facebook and ask this dude I sit in Algebra 2 with on my freshman year and say, hey, guess what? Since you passed this miraculous test to be in my life and speak wisdom into me, can we be friends? And that's all it is. That's the process of Facebook. And I'm going to go to them and start asking them about my personal stuff, the junk, the stuff that's going on in my life. And there's no requirement. And I see church folk doing this, acting like they got no sense, getting on Facebook, taking the trash for everybody. Here's my laundry. Check me out. Flame away. Give me your comments. I need it. Get on Facebook and get some FaceTime with Jesus. That's the only counter. He's a high priest for a reason. Hallelujah. But we ask everybody else underneath the sun for counsel. And it baffles me. And we're just letting voices in our life. We say, well, what kind of fruit are we supposed to be looking for? Well, I'm glad you asked. Yeah, right there at Galatians says, but the fruit of the Spirit 
is what? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I like the word long-suffering because it says, in other words, long-suffering is this. I've entrusted you to see the dark part of me. After everybody's gone, after, all, after we, we've done with the party, the birthday party, after church is gone, we go home and you see the ugly side of me that nobody sees. When the finish is gone and the cracks are revealed and the failures are out in the open and my failures and my frustrations and, and, and my shortcomings, long-suffering is this, I still loved you. Long-suffering. Somebody say long-suffering. Long-suffering. So I'm going to read it again. It says, the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against there, there is no such law. No such law. Can I be real tonight? If you've got to tell me that you're this all the time, there's a high probability you're not that. I've learned this in my 31 years on this earth. If I have people come up, hey, man, listen, listen, I'm this. If you have to constantly tell me you are something, you're probably not. I got people talking to them, come in to work all the time. I, like, I got so much. I just bought me a new Escalade, rolling up on blades. Got the TV and the Xbox One up in the crib. It's going to be awesome, man. I've been balling. Go to the mall. Make it rain. Come to find out it broke as a boot. One step ahead of a creditor. I got people coming in like, well, I'm telling you, I'm a really giving person. You just don't even know, Pastor Matt. I'm giving. I just got a heart to give. They won't even share a French fry with your kid. I don't. If they're good, I won't. I'll be real with you. But the deal is, I should have pegged you by the fruit on your tree. If people come and say, well, I'll tell you why I'm pursuing Jesus with everything. Well, guess what? I should have known that by the word. It just says, you should ooze kindness and patience and long-suffering ever before you open up your mouth to me. If I don't see it on your tree, then guess what? You're trying to convince me by your word what your tree is contradictory producing. And it's bad fruit. And a lot of times, listen, we're taking people's bad fruit and just eating on it. And the whole time, listen, some of us are so desperate for relationships. Facebook is a perfect example to see. There are so people desperate. There are girls so desperate to hook up with some guy that they see fruit hanging off the tree. They know they ain't got no God background. They right with Jesus. They ain't pursuing nothing but one thing. And they go up and they're trying to hook up with him. And the whole time, the fruit's right in front of them saying, don't hook up with me. Don't engage me. Don't add me as a friend. Don't run around with me. Don't tweet me. Don't text me. Don't engage me. Don't marry me the whole time. And we'll lie to ourselves in our face. We'll lie to ourselves. And there's fruit in, the, in front of us dangling the whole time. And it's rotten and it stinks. And we're letting anybody in. We're letting everybody in. And then we come on Sunday mornings <laughs> frustrated. God, how come you haven't answered my prayer? Come on now. Right? I love this. It, it's, so I had a student one time say, uh, I'm new here. Uh, what, what do we call you? Uh, what do, we call, do we call you bishop? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Do we just call you Matt? I don't know. Do we call you Pastor Matt? I don't know. Do you have a nickname? Yeah. What is it? Hutch Diddy. You want to call me Hutch City? No. It's not a nickname. I just made that up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care what I ain't in the titles. I don't care what you call me. 
What I tell them is this. Call me like you see me. Call me like you. If, you, if I'm a pastor to you, call me Pastor Matt. If I have a nickname, call me. I don't care. Look at my tree and what do you see? Test it for yourself. Bishop, the same, he, he don't demand a title. Call him like you see him. I call him bishop, teacher, spiritual father. I have spiritual fathers in my life, Rod Justice, Pastor Brian. And the thing is this, when they call me son, I never understood it. I thought it was just a term of endearment around here. I thought it was just like the country. Well, son, let me tell you something. I thought it was just that. I didn't know. But little did I realize until I started studying this, that's how they view me. That's the fruit on my tree, they see, is son. Let me tell you something. There's going to be people in your life because, listen, you're starting to produce this new kind of fruit. It's good. And the Holy Spirit is completely changing your life, and they ain't cool with it. (laughs) They ain't cool with it because it's challenging them to produce good fruit also, and they don't like it. Let me tell you something. When you start going into new dimensions of Jesus... And you start getting new revelations, things are going to change, and you're going to have to be cool with relationships changing. You're going to have to be cool with it. To be in step with God is going to have to cause you to be out of step with some people. Right? Listen to this. Go to, it's, it, it, we're going to go to John chapter 1, verse quick. I'm rushing. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't want to keep you long tonight. But John chapter 1, verse 29, it says this. says, the next day... John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he who I am said, After comes a man who is preferred before me, but before he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed to Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. Verse 32, it says, John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. Check this out. Jesus, roughly 30 years old, he's his daddy's boy, worked in his daddy's business, has not done a miracle yet on earth. And John, they're pretty close as the Bible goes on, and and John baptizes Jesus, and thus it thrusts Jesus in the ministry. Now, fast forward a little bit. Let's go to Luke chapter 7, verse 22. It says this, or verse 18, we'll go to 22. It says, Then the disciples of John reported to him concerning all these things. And John, calling two of his disciples to him, sent them to Jesus, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? When the men had come to him, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, Are you the coming one, or do we look for another? And at that very hour, he cured many infirmities, afflictions, and evil spirits, and to many blind he gave sight. First of all, what happened? John legitimized Jesus before men, thrust him into ministry, right? Time went on. Jesus blew up, right? And the thing that changed, he just, look, they were still homies. They, 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 they texted back and forth around them when they could, but Jesus' ministry started growing. They just kind of lost touch. Now, all of a sudden, Jesus' ministry is blowing up. There's healings going everywhere, and John does not recognize him. Doesn't recognize Jesus. He has the audacity. Hey, listen. Hey, you guys come over here for a minute. Uh, go uh, tell, is it Jesus? Am I pronouncing that right? Jesus? Uh, is that his name? Um, yeah, go tell him that I'm sitting here and I uh, want to know if he is who he says he is. So, can you imagine being those two dudes? Like, 
Are you, are you serious? The guy that healed everybody? You want us to go talk to that guy? Yes, I do. Now, if you excuse me, I have to worship. <sighs> okay, man, whatever. So they go to Jesus and say, look, John wants to know if you really claim to be the Messiah, if you're really Jesus. And I love, man, Jesus is smooth. <laughs> Jesus is a smooth operator. He says this. Jesus answered them, said, you go tell John. You go tell John the things you have seen and heard, and the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and this is the part with the church that's going, mm. the organ's say, you go tell John the blind see, the lame are healed, they walk, demons are fleeing, somebody say, hey, boom, 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 Everybody just going crazy. <laughs> Somebody say, read on for a second. Say, read on, read on. Verse 23, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Jesus said, <laughs> he said that. They said, dude, he said that. I mean, we're with you. I mean, we just happen to be there. You go tell John that I'm everything he prophesied I was. And you tell him what you just saw. Okay? And while you're at it, tell him not to be offended because of my ministry. Tell him, tell John not to be offended because of the fruit he's starting to see in my life. You tell John just because I'm elevating, you tell him not to be hating on me for a second. You go tell John what you've seen. You go tell him, remind him of your own prophecy. It's weird. You can't even believe your own prophecies anymore. That's sad, isn't it? You get to the point you don't believe what you're speaking anymore. You go tell John, don't hate on me because my fruit is exploding. Go tell him. In other words, the Bible says in some translations, it says, don't take the bait, John. Don't take the bait. Don't take the bait of jealousy. Don't take the bait of why I am doing this. Don't fall into the trap. Now, listen, managing relationships is important, all right? If you're one to elevate, if you want to go to new dimensions in Jesus, you want to get revelations, going to new levels and worship, whatever, I get it, all right? You've got to have some wisdom. You've got to pray for it. Okay, the Bible says wisdom is crying out for anybody to pay attention to her. It's crying out and is looking for somebody to grab it. Wisdom. Wisdom's nothing more than recognizing difference. Wisdom is nothing more than recognizing difference. You have two thieves on the cross. Jesus right in the middle. One, one thief is looking at Jesus, mocking him, saying, listen, if you're the son of God, help a brother out. All right, because it's getting real up in here. And he starts mocking Jesus, and the other one's recognizing, hold up, man, he don't deserve to be here. We deserve this. We deserve to be here, but I reckon there's something different about him. Listen, he's starting to pray for these guys. We deserve this. He says, Jesus, look, just, just remember when you, when you enter your kingdom, he says, this day you'll be with me in paradise. What happened? He just had wisdom because he recognized the difference. He recognized wisdom. There was a difference. He didn't belong there. Right? Wisdom is that, listen, wisdom is... Letting yourself recognize there's an opportunity. 
I know tons of people say, well, I'm just praying. I'm just, I'm just waiting on the Lord. I'm just waiting. And there would be 40 opportunities to pass them. So, well, I'm just, I'm just waiting on the door to open. I'm waiting on the Lord to open the door. He'll present the door every time. You've got to open it, though. So many times there's churches and God saying door after door after door after door. There's doors presented every day, new mercies, and he's saying here's an opportunity. God, give me an opportunity to witness somebody. And there's somebody you're running into day after day, point blank, and not even sharing the gospel. He says, open the door. Because I'm going to stop giving you doors if you're going to keep wasting them. I'm going to find somebody else. I don't care if they've been saved 50 years. I don't care if they've been saved five minutes. If I give them a door, walk through the door for my sake. It's recognizing moments, right? Blind Bartimaeus. Jesus is getting ready to exit the city. And there's a crowd following him. And he's getting ready to leave, and Brian Barman says, Son of David, Jesus, have mercy on me. Hey, don't leave me yet. I need a miracle. I need healed up in here. Shh. And they're silencing him. They're shunning him. Listen, don't you know who this is? This is Jesus. He's got to be about his father's business. Keep it down. Put your phone on silent. Act like you've been in church before. Tuck in your shirt. Take off your hat. Take off your hat. Yeah, I said it. Take off your hat. Religion, I was just covering them. And they're hushing. He said, Jesus, son of David. Jesus, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. And they're hushing him. Why? He needed a touch. And he recognized something different today. He said, listen, I don't care if it fluffs you. I don't care if it rubs you the wrong way. I need healing. I encountered Jesus. Listen, I don't, you can stay, you can stay frozen. I want to be chosen. You can stay broke down. You can stay depressed. You can stay mad. You can take distress. But listen, I can't let this moment pass. I can't let it go because I got wisdom covered for me from head to toe saying Jesus is in the room and I need something different because this moment may pass me back. This moment may not happen again. It can't be duplicated. I gotta recognize it's something different. It baffles me. They're in the presence of Jesus and they're walking with him. They're hearing his words. He's speaking life, truth. He's giving wisdom. He's giving revelation and they never touch him. They never encounter him. They're all up in his presence. They're right step and step and they're hushing everybody else. But they never encounter him. How many times, church, does Jesus walking down these pews week after week saying, I'm here, I'm here. And there's somebody that's got a crazy praise and said, well, they're just doing that to get attention. I don't know why they're so loud. I don't know why they play a tambourine. They're offbeat anyways. But they come up in here and they say, I need Jesus. Have mercy on me. I recognize the moment. I don't care if anybody else recognizes nothing. I know he's in the building. I need healing. Y'all can stay mad. But I'm going to leave change. Somebody say hallelujah. Come on, shout unto God with a voice of triumph tonight. Okay, if it makes you uncomfortable, get over yourself. And we shun people because it disturbs our order of service. I ain't got to my solo yet. Well, who cares? 
You background noise anyways, what the Holy Spirit's doing. Get over yourself. That's wisdom. And you got to learn to manage these relationship voices that is trying to calm you down to keep you silent. When wisdom is just like oil running over your body and saying, this is different. Go after it. This is me. This is me. And if you just reach out and touch me, I'll give it to you. Don't let it pass by, Jamie. Don't you play another note until you speak. It's wisdom. Wisdom. Y'all with me so far? We're going to wrap this thing up. Listen, nature will determine behavior. Nature determines behavior. Look at your neighbor and say, nature determines behavior. What are you, what are you talking about, Pastor Matt? You, you, you're just screaming. I think you're, you're saying something I can get tonight. Nature determines behavior. If you understand the nature of something, then the behavior will never surprise you. If you understand the nature of some people, their behavior ain't going to take you by surprise. If they grew up with some dysfunction and they carry that dysfunction, that pain, and these expectations they try to throw in relationships that are in the wrong category and they keep getting hurt and keep getting the behavior will not surprise you. Love them. But it won't surprise you. I have this patient. I, I do physical therapy, and I have this patient come in. He's a young dad. He's saying, oh, He's 15 minutes late, so it's jacked up my schedule. I'm like, great. He shows up, he plops down, he's like, man, dude, I'm sorry. I just, I could not get out of bed today. It's okay. <laughs> I'm glad you're here. Let's get going. Don't be late. If I ever treat you, don't be late. Long suffering. <clears throat> I'm playing. But he plops down on, on the plant table. He, you know, he had surgery and stuff. He's like, man, my eight month old son. He didn't sleep last night. And I didn't even stop reading ESPN. He looked at me. He was like, uh, my eight-month-old son didn't sleep last night. I didn't even look up at him. I was like, mm-hmm. Yep, they do that. Or they don't do that, right? <laughs> they don't sleep. Oh, my God, I'm so tired. <laughs> Well, he's looking for sympathy from me, but the thing is, he don't realize I got two kids. <laughs> I know the nature of a baby. <laughs> they don't sleep, y'all. <laughs> they don't sleep ever. <laughs> they don't sleep. And he's waiting for me to be like, what? You mean this child that's been in this world eight months? Does it know when to go to bed by itself and then stay comatose for 12 hours? That's crazy. You should do some research on this, bro. If I see it, my dog Maddie, literally, is the best dog in the world. She's black. She's a little mutt. She is so fat. Okay, when she gets a bath or eats bacon grease, I don't know how she's getting fat, right? She looks like a black seal darting through the house. Is, there, or, or, is that a seal? I said, my dog, man. Good girl, Maddie. If I see my dog growing out in the grass, having a good time, just... <laughs> it'll be ridiculous for me to be like, what's going... Oh, my God. Call the vet. She's going nuts, man. 
that's the nature of a dog. I ain't surprised by it. I'm not surprised that cats are stupid because they're the worst pets on the face of the planet. Voices, I ain't hearing them. That's true. I'm playing. I, I ain't hating on cats. But understand, do you see why I'm going with this? If you know the nature of something, you're going to know its behavior. Why can't we do that with people that have no business trying to breathe into us? Trying to, well, will you, if I was you. You know what Samson's downfall was? It wasn't lust. It was a compliment. Let that sink in for a second. Let that, won't you tweet that tonight? Well, if I was your wife, I don't see what she, she don't realize what she got in front of her. Because if I had a man like you, I'll tell you what, I'd, I'd be living life. The power of a compliment. You better guard yourself, men. Ladies, you better guard yourself. Because there's voices trying to creep in. And if you don't understand the nature, you ain't going to be prepared for the behavior. Amen. Listen, relationships, they're, they're, they're built to have boundaries. They're built to every type of relationship, marriage, to dating, to friends, to acquaintances, to confidants, to comrades, right? To con- constituents. We've been talking about this. I'm, I'm not going to detail, but we've talked about all this. There are some people that God will bring in for a season, and he will allow them to move on. There will be some people that will, God will connect you for life. You'll be attached to the hip. Different types of relationships, and all of them have boundaries. All of them have boundaries. My, my internal organs, they are encapsulated by my skin, right? My six-pack. Shut up. I do core, can y'all tell? Hallelujah. Um, it, it protects me. It protects my vital organs, right? And if I was to have a knife and it penetrates my skin... Right? Matter of fact, if you go to a murder scene, okay, and somebody has just been punctured in the right place, that's why the coroner could say, well, the cause of death is because they bled out to death. A barrier, a boundary was broken. Now, listen, as clean as this place is, as good as a job, we have people that clean that come in during the week and make this place spotless as much as you put on Old Spice, as much as you put on Giorgio Armani, as much as you put on Nautica, as much as you put on Tommy. I don't care what you put on yourself, how much you take a shower. You got germs. Back up. Personal space, personal space. I don't care how I say, man, I'm clean, man. Give me a hug. I'll give you a hug, but I'm taking, listen, you got germs. This place is full of germs, okay? And God sets up boundaries to protect some things from getting into you. God will give you boundaries. He will give you spiritual fires. He will give you the right voices if you listen to them that will save you from pain and destruction. Because I'm going to tell you something. When somebody in a bad voice and bad fruit gets in your life, it will make you sick. And too many times we let these things grow and we don't arrest it at seed form until we're overwhelmed by the vine. Whatever you don't confront in seed form will come back and will choke the life out of you. It will choke the life out of you. So we're seeing John here, right? What was John's deal? What what happened? Jamie, you can come and start playing if you want, bro. 
what was John's deal? John was cool with the dynamic of him and Jesus, that relationship, the way John met him. The way John encountered Jesus, that was cool. No beef there. But once Jesus started producing fruit and started elevating and started having new levels of glory, doing miracles, signs, and wonders, doing the Father's will, it rubbed him the wrong way. Maybe a little bit. I don't know. But something shifted. Something changed to the point he said, are you the son of God? Are you, are you claim who you claim to be, man? Didn't recognize Jesus. And so many times I'm going to tell you something. If you're really serious about this God thing, if you're really serious about this revival thing in your life, if you're really serious about growing and going further and deeper with Jesus, I'm going to tell you something. The fruit you produce will not be pleasing to everybody. You better get used to it and get ready for it because it challenges them. It challenges them. Listen, you ain't the same person you used to be last year. Some of you in this room aren't the same person you were a week ago. Some of you aren't the same person you were a month ago. Because, listen, some of you may have prayed or may have gone through an experience that you've done it the hard way. And you've bled out and spiritually, and, and you've poured yourself out, and you've gone through pain, and God is starting to heal you. He has restored you, and he has brought something back. And there's these people that keep trying to get back in your life and keep just spewing all over you. And you've paid a high price, but they're not going to pay the same price you did. Guess what? you got a decision to make, folks. If they're not willing to pay the same price that got your healing, get them out. Got no business. They have no weight. What they speak to you is bad fruit. You know what's funny? I close here that when Jesus, when, when, when the stone was rolled away, what was the first thing Mary did to him? Jesus! <laughs> the Bible says she clinged. Yeah, Braden, Jesus. Oh, thank God you're back. Now that that's over, oh, yeah. In this whole time, Jesus said, listen, look back off of me. Not hating on her, but listen, there's a new glory that I've encountered. And if you quit clinging to me on this level that you've met me, I'd be a way bigger blessing to you than you'd ever imagine. Ain't nothing wrong with that. That's real. I'd be a bigger God if you just quit being used to me on this level and let me blow your mind. Quit clinging to me how you met me. And listen, you're going to have an encounter with some people that say, I, I can't do that anymore. You're going to have to take that gossip somewhere else. You know how gossip dies? I love this. I saw this photo. You know how gossip dies? When it hits a wise man's ears. That's how you kill it. And there's, I'm telling you, there's all types of relationships, all types of voices. And God is wanting you to organize them and start assessing character because it matters. We're supposed to love everybody. That's the commandment of Jesus. I understand that. But I trust very few. I don't just let anybody speak into my life. This is why Pastor Brian says, listen, I just don't let anybody come up here and speak to my flock. It's earned. It's trusted. It's not given. It's trusted. Will you stand to your feet tonight?
You see, Pastor Matt, some of that made sense, some of it didn't. But I guarantee you there is somebody in this room every walk of life that is encountering this at some level. That there is somebody in your past, you've gone through something, God has restored, but there is a voice that is trying to hold you at a certain level from growing. At a certain level to, to not catapult you into the next realm. And it is crippling you and it is toxic. And you keep letting these words and voices and this relationship stick around. It has no business being there. There are some relationships that God is going to bring your way to catapult you. I believe that. There are some people that have not yet entered this church that will start ministry. (laughs) There are people that have stories that have not yet walked through these doors that will be leaders. And there are some that God's going to rekindle. But you got to get with God in prayer and find out which ones are what. Have some wisdom. Recognizing difference. Seeing the fruit. Testing it. Eating it. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Father, I thank you for your people. Lord, I love my church. Lord, I love my family. And Father, I just pray, Lord, that wisdom is just so fluent and is so heavy in this house. Lord, that it just doesn't creep down, God, from staff, Lord, but, Lord, it hits everybody. Lord, it ain't a move of God if it just hits me, but, Lord, it has to hit everybody. It has to hit everybody. So, Lord, my prayer tonight is that wisdom would be in this house for everyone to grab a hold of. And, Lord, let us be sensitive, Lord. Let us be sensitive to your spirit, God, every time you enter this place, Lord. Every time we enter this place, Lord, this is your house. Let us be sensitive to your Holy Spirit, God, to recognize, Lord, when there's moments, Lord, that you want to, Lord, just speak to us, Lord. There's moments, God, you want to heal us, Lord. There's moments, God, where you want to just do something miraculous in our lives, Lord, but let us have wisdom to recognize that. God, give us the courage and the boldness, Lord, to say no to the voices, Lord, and say yes to the correct ones. Father, we love you in this place. We love you in this place, Jesus. As Jamie sings real softly here one time, if you need Jesus, if you don't know him as your personal Savior tonight, this, is, this altar is open. There will be somebody that I guarantee will meet you here at the altar. And, man, you're going to be part of the family. It's awesome. It's real simple. If you need healing, if you need God, if you need something, I guarantee you there are some voices here, some prayer warriors, Ava Burgess, that will speak a blessing and, and wisdom into your life. This is your time tonight. This is your time. Amen.